Wheeling Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. This is Carl Valeri with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. And I actually joined by Bill English. Bill English with the Stuck Mike Avcast. And uh, he has a really cool story. First of all, Bill, uh, welcome back to the show. You've been on the deck before uh, today. Actually, you actually flew an airplane in. Yeah, actually, we have. We've flown down into Southern Fun uh, from Virginia. Um, came in in a pretty interesting airplane. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first of all, uh, I know you've been wandering around. How's the show? Oh, the show's great. I mean, weather couldn't be better. Um, great crowds, lots of stuff to look at. Uh, it's really, really uh, a great Southern Fun. And it's busier than I've ever seen it. I don't know about you, but I don't get out much. Yeah, yeah everywhere is very busy. Um, we're noticing... Air, people are still flying in, even uh, today, Saturday, near the end of the show. Lots of people still coming in. Um, crowds everywhere on the grounds. Awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit about flying into the, uh, well, not just flying in, but flying in in the vintage aircraft, uh, I think a World War II uh, bird. So let's talk about that. You came all the way from where in what type of airplane? Yeah, yeah uh, we came down from Leesburg, right, our location, uh, you know, where I'm at with Big Red Flight School. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my students owns a Cessna 337-02 uh, replica, right? That's a, uh, if you're not familiar with the Cessna 337, that's a push-pull twin, uh, twin boom tail. Um, they were used in military service in Vietnam as the O2, used for uh, reconnaissance, forward air control, psyops type of um, operations. Uh, this particular airplane uh, was a civilian airplane, but a replica of one of the O2s that was transferred later on to the Navy in the 1980s and used for range control uh, out at uh, Naslamore in California. So you'll see it. You'll see us out there um, in vintage and uh, an O2 in Navy colors. Uh. So an O2 in Navy colors, and it's kind of unique. So describe the plane as far as the engines. Yeah, it is, it is unique. If you're familiar with uh, something like a Cessna 210, if you look just at the front of the airplane, you think, oh, I'm looking at a Cessna 210. Well, then move your eyes backward and you see, well, the wing is back a little farther and the fuselage ends. And then instead of one tail, we have two tail booms and another engine in the rear of the pod fuselage. So it's a twin engine airplane, uh, but front and back, one engine pulls and one engine pushes. So when you're flying it, is there any challenges, I guess, single engine, really, in flying this aircraft? So it's much different than a conventional twin-engine airplanes. Uh, listeners that working on their twin ratings, maybe they, uh, they've got their multi-engine rating. You know, when you have an engine problem in a conventional twin, the problem is it can roll. It has um, adverse yaw. That good engine is trying to pull you over. Well, not so with this one. The engines are on the same center line, so if you lose one, it just becomes kind of a bad single-engine airplane. So let's talk about flying in here, actually preparing for the flight. Obviously, you didn't just jump in the plane and fly down here. You did a little bit of preparation. Yeah, sure. We'd been planning this uh, for a little bit. I mean, I've been here, of course, a number of times before. But, uh, you know, my uh, the owner of the airplane uh, wasn't using it this week. Um, said, sure, I could borrow it, take it down. We wanted to bring it in for 
you know, vintage and Warbird and show it. So uh, we did plan to come down. Uh, we came down Thursday morning. Um, it's a pretty quick airplane. So from Leesburg to here is about five hours of flying time, even with a, with a fuel stop in there. So we did pretty good. Got up O-Dark 30, uh, made our way down. Weather was beautiful. Uh, no problems with that. Um, you know, made a, made a quick tech stop, fueled up in South Carolina. As we got closer, now we have to start setting up for all the Sun and Fun NOTAM arrival processes, right? So as you get in close to Sun and Fun, um, you have to monitor a certain frequency. You don't talk to ATC. You just listen. And they, they look for you. They, they use ADSB. They call out for you. Um, we, there's these um, holding points and arrival points over some lakes nearby that you head to. So we started heading to that, to what's a place called Lake Parker. And it was about 12.45, and we thought we got plenty of time because uh, the air show wasn't supposed to start, start until 1.30. Well, they started a little early. So as soon as we checked in, oops, we have to divert. So they closed the airport, so we diverted over to uh, Plant City, uh, cooled our heels over there for a little while. Uh, no big deal. Uh, another couple of folks over there that did the same thing. Um, Patty Wagstaff was over there. We got, sure got to see Patty Wagstaff hanging out at uh, Plant City, so that was kind of cool. And... Uh, I, I don't know what she was doing, <laughs> but uh, I think I think Patty probably kind of gets to go wherever she wants to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, a little while later, you know, the show ended, and uh, we hopped back in, joined a couple others over there. Would head out over the lake, uh, flew a few circles around the lake while they got the departures out, and uh, and in we came. And it's great. Uh, you know, you come in. This is a little zigzag route. Go from the lake down the highway. Uh, there's some landmark buildings. And again, it's uh, you don't talk to ATC. You just listen, rock your wings when they, they tell you to do something. And you know they'll call you, uh, turn right on to downwind, tell you when to turn base. When you land here at Sun and Fun, you're actually landing on the taxiway, not the runway. Runway is used for the air show stuff and the showcases. So on the runway, there's big uh, green and orange spots. So the tower just tells you, aim for the green, land in the orange, something like that. So... So we did that. So, you know, I've got this big, heavy, fast airplane. And, of course, they had me land on the orange dot, which is the shortest runway on a taxi, uh, the shortest length on the taxiway, which is like landing on the sidewalk. But uh, we pulled that off pretty nicely, I might add. A little self, pat myself on the back. And uh, taxied in, uh, greeted by the, uh, the flagman, uh, showed us where to go. When you come in in a warbird, you get a motorcycle escort, and they just say, where would you like to go, sir? Which is kind of fun. I highly recommend that. Yeah. So, uh, so we've been camping out there, meeting a lot of great people, um, and uh, just having a ball in the camp area. So are, you're camping next to the plane? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we're camped out under the plane. Got our uh, tents out there, chairs, table, um, in vintage. Uh, so a lot of people camp right under their airplanes there for the whole time, yeah. which is great. That's absolutely cool. And that's what it's all about here at Sun and Fun is coming in your airplane, camping under the wing. And uh, you know, going back to the airplane and, and being treated that way, how about since you've parked? What's it been like? People come up to see you? Oh, yeah, it's great. We, uh, so we put some little signs on it telling about the airplane and telling about Big Red Flight School. And uh, folks come by, you know, because it's unique looking, ask questions about it. And uh, since I'm still relatively new in the airplane, I'm meeting a lot of other uh, 337 operators uh, and getting a lot of great information, uh, connections, talking with them. And that's another great thing about bringing your airplane in here. Uh, you, you know, you'll find other people uh, have the same interests, same kind of plane, and uh, you can trade a lot of good info. 
Any suggestions for people thinking about flying into Sun and Fun? I know I have never flown into Sun and Fun, but that's probably because they live close. But uh, it seems like a bit of a challenge. You know, it's, it's not really. Just pay attention to the NOTAM. It's pretty clear. Uh, the controllers are great. They're very clear as to what it is you're supposed to do. Um, and just, uh, you know, stay on your game. You know, be listening up. And uh, pay attention to all the little parts of that NOTAM. Um, I'd say plan to arrive early. Uh, don't cut it to the last minute. But... Uh, you know, and and that, and that wasn't that big a deal. It was just a couple of you know, couple of hours over there, and it was an extra little nice experience. But uh, I'd say do it. So, if you're somebody who flies in and say throughout the day you want to leave, is there any facilities for you to be able to do that? Uh, I haven't tried to do that. Um, I think you can. Uh, some neighbors uh, over in the campground took an Uber out to a dinner, and um, I mean, I think there's people who are even they come in they. Uh, even if they're camping, they get access to rental cars. So there's ways to get in and out. How about flying as far as uh, when you leave? How are you planning for that? Oh, yeah, same thing. The NOTAM covers how you depart. Um, they are in the morning, relatively easy because not much is going on. So um, pretty much at uh, first light, people start gearing up. Um, we'll get together with uh, – there's flagmen out there in the campground area. So you get together with them. They'll help you with spotting for you while you're starting up and pulling out. And uh, – Again, it's uh, you don't talk to ATC. You just pull out to a common area, and they just flag you. You put a sign in the in the window that you know says if you're VFR, IFR. Oh, that's what I forgot about. Coming inbound, you put a sign in your window that says what area you want to park in. So you know vintage or general aviation or something like that, and that's all spelled out of the notum. So you just put a little sign in your window that says I'm a VFR departure, and they just point me go there, go there, go there. And uh, again, when you get out, they have controllers that are actually standing on little platforms and they just see you and they'll just point to us and you know and we'll just hear on the radio blue sky master clear for takeoff and off we go you said you diverted on the way in what made you decide to divert well the airport closed we didn't have any choice they closed for the air show so you didn't want to hold for the next two hours i don't have enough gas for that (laughs) (laughs) so and that's what i was getting to whenever you go somewhere no matter what you're doing plan for the possibility of a diversion even though i mean you were pretty sure you're going to make it we thought so. Yeah, we thought we left plenty of time, but, uh, you know, whatever went on, a demo or something, I, you know, it, it happens, or it's an air show. So, um, right, we, we did have plenty of gas. I, I had a, in a plan in the back of my head. I knew if I had to divert for whatever reason, that's where I was going. It was close by. Um, yeah, you know, you, you student pilots, when your instructor takes you on that lesson and they make you do the diversion in flight and you say, well, why do I have to learn how to do this? Well, when you're flying your customer's warbird to Sun and Fun and the airport closes because of the air show, that's why. <laughs> Absolutely. Great advice. Uh, you know, Bill, it's been a lot of fun hanging around uh, Sun and Fun, and, it, and it's neat seeing the products, the people. To me, honestly, my favorite part is getting to meet all the people and the people that are actually, you know, from the podcast, uh, people we may have seen in our previous lives. Uh, what's amazing is uh, we all have a connection here. So with that said, what, what's your favorite thing about Sun and Fun? Oh, you know, it's the same thing. I come back, see a lot of uh, old friends, and uh, it's it's pretty familiar. I don't know how many times I've been here, maybe 12 or 15 times. So it's real nice to uh, to get back, and uh, it's like kind of coming home for aviation, you know. Cessna 337, you flew in here to Sun and Fun, and we are just excited to actually go down and take some pictures of it and take a look at the airplane. Any other advice for people or anything else you want to say about Sun and Fun? Yeah, I, I just say if you haven't been here, do it. It's great community, great time. Um, we got beautiful weather this week. It's been fabulous. And you, you're going to see just about everything. There's everything here from uh, these uh, little powered parachute glider things, uh, light sports, the Super Stole, all the way up to there's a C5 out there right now. So pretty much you can see everything. 
Absolutely. We've been talking to Bill English with Stuck Mike Avcast, and this is Carl Valeri reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. You can listen to us live on liveatc.net slash SNF. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.